The following is a Relevant Radio program and is protected under U.S. copyright laws. This program is made possible through the contributions of listeners like you. Support Relevant Radio by clicking on the Donate icon at www.relevantradio.com. We finally arrived at 12 Drummers Drumming. Good morning, I'm Paul Sadek. It's Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Today is Friday, January 5th, 2024, the 12th day of Christmas. In the Missal, it's liturgical year B, cycle two. Friday's a day to pray the sorrowful mysteries of the rosary. And today is the memorial of St. John Newman. He was born in 1811 in what is now the Czech Republic. After studying in Prague, he came to New York at the age of 25 and was ordained a priest. He did missionary work in New York until he was 29, then he joined the Redemptorists and became its first member to profess vows in the United States. He continued missionary work, then at 41, as Bishop of Philadelphia, he organized the parochial school system into a diocesan one. He drew into the city many teaching communities of sisters and the Christian brothers. In 1963, John Newman became the first American bishop to be beatified. He was canonized in 1977 and is buried in St. Peter the Apostle Church in Philadelphia. St. John Newman died in 1860. St. John Newman, pray for us. Let's offer this day to the Lord. my Lord and my God, I offer to you this day and forever my body, my soul, and my heart with all of their works, powers, and affections in the spirit of contrition and atonement, in the spirit of adoration and thanksgiving, in the spirit of faith, hope, and charity. I lay my past, my present, and my future at your feet, and I pray that I may accomplish your holy will during every moment of my mortal life and rejoice in your love for my whole eternity. Through my Lord and Savior, Jesus Christ, with whose prayers, labors, and sufferings, I beseech you to unite and sanctify mine. Amen. And with Pope Francis, we pray that the Holy Spirit may help us to recognize the gift of different charisms within the Christian community and to discover the richness of different traditions and rituals in the Catholic Church. 10 Minutes with Jesus is a guided meditation on the gospel of the day prepared by a Catholic priest. Here's today's 10 Minutes with Jesus. My Lord and my God, I firmly believe that you are here, that you see me, that you hear me. I adore you with profound reverence. I ask you for pardon of my sins and grace to make this time of prayer fruitful. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my guardian angel, intercede for me. Today's Gospel shows us, you might say, the very beginnings of the Church. The history of the Church is a history of friendships. We see you, Lord Jesus, going to Galilee, and you find Philip. And Jesus said to him, to Philip, follow me. Now Philip was from Bethsaida, the town of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael and told him, We have found the one about whom Moses wrote in the law, and also the prophets, Jesus, son of Joseph, from Nazareth. So we see how the church germinates and grows just through human relationships, interactions,
friendships, family connections. That's always how the church grows, really, person to person, friend to friend. But in this case, it's interesting to see the response that Philip gets from his friend Nathaniel. Having said to Nathaniel, We have found the one about whom Moses wrote in the law, Jesus, son of Joseph from Nazareth. But Nathaniel said to him, Can anything good come from Nazareth? It's a real put-down, really. It certainly can come across that way, that you're not serious. From Nazareth. Nathaniel clearly says exactly what he's thinking. He's very transparent to the point of bluntness. But Philip is not overly discouraged. He says, Philip said to him, Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming toward him and said of him, Here is a true child of Israel. There is no duplicity in him. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Jesus answered and said to him, Before Philip called you, I saw you under the fig tree. Nathanael answered him, Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. So Nathanael, who later will be called Bartholomew as an apostle, epitomizes sincerity. He calls it as he sees it. He says what he thinks. He's straightforward. And even if he is a bit blunt, it seems that you, Lord, have a certain admiration for him. Here is a true child of Israel. There is no duplicity in him. It's as if you were saying, well, here's a man I can work with, because he's straightforward, because he's sincere. Lord Jesus, help me to be sincere. Help us to live in the truth. Because to live in the truth is to live with freedom. The truth will make you free. You yourself tell us that, Jesus. But more than that, to live with sincerity is to live in and with you. Because you yourself are, in person, the truth. I am the way, the truth and the life. So insofar as we live in accordance with the truth, we live in Christ. How wonderful that is. Sincerity, I suppose, is is necessary for good human relations, for communication, with friendships, with families, with colleagues, to be sincere. A sincere person tends to be attractive, approachable. He he or she has that simplicity which is truly Christ-like and therefore beautiful. To develop any genuine friendship, we have to be sincere. Help me, Jesus, also to be sincere in my prayer life, to speak with you of what's in my mind, what's uh, in my heart, to be sincere in my resolutions, to try and follow through in them. Help me, Jesus, to be sincere in confession and in spiritual direction. I can only make progress if I'm transparent and simple. You can only teach me if I'm true to myself. There's those famous lines in Hamlet. Polonius Polonius, uh, gives a bit of advice to his son Laertes, who is setting off. And he says, This above all, to thine own self be true, and it must follow, as the night, the day, thou canst not then be false to any man. It's interesting. So sincerity with oneself is like a precondition to be sincere with others. On the contrary, a lack of sincerity with others leads to an inner complication uh, within ourselves. Another great writer, Nathaniel Hawthorne, in The Scarlet Letter, he makes this observation. No man, for any considerable period, can wear one face to himself and another to the multitude, without finally getting bewildered as to which may be the true.
Yes, Lord, we're made for simplicity, that sublime simplicity which is holiness. It's interesting to note the etymology or the origin of the word sincere. There, there are some disputes and discussions about it, but many people hold that sincere comes from two Latin words, sine cera, without wax. And it seems that it comes from ancient Roman times when it was usual to polish marble with wax to show the beauty of the marble before you sold it. But sometimes wax was inserted into holes or blemishes in the marble um, to deceive the buyer so that the buyer thought he was getting a perfect piece of marble. It was shining, it was gleaming, it was smooth. But in fact, it wasn't actually so perfect because there was wax masquerading as marble, if you like. Wax was filling in the marble. So sin nature means without wax. It's what you see is what you get. We know this is so attractive in the work of evangelization, in the work of apostolate, to be sincere, to be who we are, to be unashamedly and unapologetically Christians. In his book, uh, autobiographical book, The Hand of God, Bernard Nathanson, who was a one-time a proponent of abortion and later changed and spent the remaining years of his life doing all he could to, for, to promote the protection of life. But he, he speaks about his conversion and there were different elements that brought about his conversion. But one that he mentions, which is striking, is how he used to go to work, not a very good work, in an abortion clinic. And he would see those people who were pass, um, peacefully protesting outside by sitting down and praying. Very often they were Christians, Catholics and other Christians, who were sitting there praying, saying the rosary, um, quietly giving witness to life. And, and they were doing that, you know, hail, rain or snow. And that really struck him. But in his book, he talks about how he could feel from these people no hatred, no animosity towards him, but only prayerful love. And that sincerity, that genuineness, was a big part of his conversion, or so he writes. It's true that down through the history of the church, to, to be evangelizers, to be apostles, is to be sincere. It doesn't mean being pushy or arrogant in a bad way. It means being true to ourselves. It being who we are. Lord, how much you love sincerity. How much you love your mother. We think of that sublime moment of the incarnation when she's told that she is to be the mother of yourself, of the Messiah. And in all simplicity, she says, but how can this be since I have no husband? She is completely sincere and simple. She is sublimely holy and therefore she is the perfect, the perfect, I suppose, channel for the word to be made flesh. We reverence your mother, Lord. We congratulate you for her. I thank you, my God, for the good resolutions, affections and inspirations you have communicated to me in this meditation. I ask you for help to put them into effect. My Mother Immaculate, Saint Joseph, my Father and Lord, my Guardian Angel, intercede for me. There's a lot more of 10 Minutes with Jesus at RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. This day of prayer begins in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. On the memorial of St. John Newman, this is Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. 
We join the whole church in prayer now as we begin the liturgical day. We're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in the Invitatory Psalm and the Office of Readings. Lord, open my lips. And and my my mouth mouth will proclaim your praise. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. Come, let us sing to the Lord, and shout with joy to the rock who saves us. Let us approach him with praise and thanksgiving, and sing joyful songs to the Lord. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! The Lord is God, the mighty God, the great King over all the gods. He holds in his hands the depths of the earth and the highest mountains as well. He made the sea, it belongs to him. The dry land, too, for it was formed by his hand. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Come then, let us bow down and worship, bending the knee before the Lord our Maker. For He is our God, and we are His people, the flock He shepherds. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Today, listen to the voice of the Lord. Do not grow stubborn as your fathers did in the wilderness. When at Meribah and Massah they challenged me and provoked me, although they had seen all of my works. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia! Forty years I endured that generation. I said, they are a people whose hearts go astray, and they do not know my ways. So I swore in my anger, they shall not enter into my rest. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia!
to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now and will be forever. Amen. Come, let us worship Christ, Chief Shepherd of the flock. Alleluia. The King of love, my shepherd is, whose goodness fails me ever. I nothing lack if I am His, and He is mine for. So through all the length of days, your goodness fails me never. Good shepherd, may I sing your praise within your house forever. Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. O Lord, plead my cause against my foes. Fight those who fight me. Take up your buckler and shield. Arise to help me. O Lord, say to my soul, I am your salvation. But my soul shall be joyful in the Lord and rejoice in his salvation. My whole being will say, Lord, who is like you, who rescue the weak from the strong and the poor from the oppressor? Lying witnesses arise and accuse me unjustly. They repay me evil for good. My soul is forlorn. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Rise up, Lord, and come to my aid. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. When they were sick, I went into mourning, afflicted with fasting. My prayer was ever on my lips, as for a brother, a friend. I went as though mourning a mother, bowed down with grief. Now that I am in trouble, they gather. They gather and mock me. They take me by surprise and strike me and tear me to pieces. They provoke me with mockery on mockery and gnash their teeth. 
Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. All-powerful Lord, stand by me and defend me. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. O Lord, how long will you look on? Come to my rescue. Save my life from these raging beasts, my soul from these lions. I will thank you in the great assembly. Amid the throng I will praise you. Do not let my lying foes rejoice over me. Do not let those who hate me unjustly wink eyes at each other. O Lord, you have seen. Do not be silent. Do not stand afar off. Awake, stir to my defense, to my cause, O God. Let there be joy for those who love my cause. Let them say without end, Great is the Lord who delights in the peace of his servant. Then my tongue shall speak of your justice all day long of your praise. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as As it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, you rescue the poor from their oppressors, and you rose to the aid of your beloved Son against those who unjustly sought his life. Look on your church as we journey to you, that the poor and weak may recognize the help you provide and proclaim your saving act. My tongue will speak of your goodness all the day long. You will hear the word from my mouth. You will tell others what I have said. A reading from the book of the prophet Isaiah. Here is my servant whom I uphold my chosen one with whom I am pleased, upon whom I have put my spirit. He shall bring forth justice to the nations, not crying out, not shouting, not making his voice heard in the street. A bruised reed he shall not break, and a smoldering wick he shall not quench until he establishes justice on the earth. The coastlands will wait for his teaching. Thus says God, the Lord, who created the heavens and stretched them out, who spreads out the earth with its crops, who gives breath to its people. And spirit to those who walk on it. I, the Lord, have called you for the victory of justice. I have grasped you by the hand. I formed you and set you as a covenant of the people, a light for the nations, to open the eyes of the blind to bring out prisoners from confinement and from the dungeon 
those who live in darkness. I am the Lord. This is my name. My glory I give to no other, nor my praise to idols. The Word of the Lord. This is my servant whom I have chosen, my beloved in whom I take delight. All nations will hope in his name. My spirit will rest upon him, and he will teach the nations the meaning of justice. All nations will hope in his name. From a letter to Cardinal Barnarbo by John Newman, Bishop. Indeed, I have apparently delayed too long in writing to the Holy See the letter promised by the Archbishop of Baltimore in the name of the Council. However, this delay was not without reason, for the Council was scarcely finished, and I was discussing the division of Diocese of Philadelphia and my translation to a new see with one of the fathers of the Council, when the father intimated to me that he did not know whether that could more probably be hoped for, since the Holy See thought that I would resign from the Episcopate or wished to resign. In the same way, when the Archbishop of Baltimore informed me of the designation of a coadjutor, he added that in the event that I should preserve in the desire to resign, the Holy See would permit me to give the title of the ecclesiastical property to the same coadjutor. I was no little disturbed by the fear that I had done something that so displeased the Holy Father that my resignation would appear desirable to him. If this be the case, I am prepared without any hesitation to leave the episcopacy. I have taken this burden out of obedience, and I have labored with all my powers to fulfill the duties of my office, and with God's help, as I hope, not without fruit. When the care of temporal things weighed upon my mind, and it seemed to me that my character was little suited for the very cultured world of Philadelphia, I made known to my fellow bishops during the Baltimore Council of 1858 that it seemed appropriate to me to request my translation to one or the other see that was to be erected, namely in the city of Pottsville or in Wilmington, North Carolina. But to give up the Episcopal career never entered my mind, although I was conscious of my unworthiness and ineptitude, for things had not come to such a pass that I had one or the other reason out of the six for which a bishop could safely ask the father permission to resign. For a long time I have doubted what should be done. Although my coadjutor has proposed to me that he would take the new see if it is erected, I have thought it much more opportune that I ask the fathers that he be appointed to the see of Philadelphia, since he is much more highly endowed with facility and alacrity concerning the administration of temporal things. Indeed, I am much more accustomed to the country and will be able to care for the people and faithful living in the mountains, in the coal mines, and on the farms, since I would be among them. If, however, it should be displeasing to His Holiness to divide the diocese, I am indeed prepared either to remain in the same condition in which I am at present, or if God so inspires His Holiness to give the whole administration of the diocese 
to the Most Reverend James Wood, I am equally prepared to resign from the Episcopate and go where I may more securely prepare myself for death and for the account which must be rendered to the divine justice. I desire nothing but to fulfill the wish of the Holy Father, whatever it may be. Well done, my good and faithful servant. You have been faithful in the little tasks I gave you. Now I will entrust you with greater ones. Come 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 and and share share my my joy. joy. Lord, you gave me five coins, and see, I bring you back double. Come Come and and share share my my joy. Let us pray. O God, who called Bishop St. John Newman, renowned for his charity and pastoral service, to shepherd your people in America, grant by his intercession that, as we foster the Christian education of youth and are strengthened by the witness of brotherly love, we may constantly increase the family of your church. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. Jesus calls Nathaniel in today's Gospel in just a few minutes on Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app. Welcome back to Daybreak on Relevant Radio and the Relevant Radio app on the Memorial of St. John Newman, January 5th, 2024. I'm Paul Sadek, and in today's Gospel from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, we follow the Lord as he begins to gather his disciples to him. Today, it's Philip and Nathaniel. It's from the first chapter of the Gospel of John. The next day, Jesus decided to go to Galilee and he found Philip. Follow me. Philip was from Bethsaida, the city of Andrew and Peter. Philip found Nathanael. We have found him, of whom Moses in the law and also the prophets wrote, Jesus of Nazareth, the son of Joseph. Nathanael said to him, Can anything good come out of Nazareth? Come and see. Jesus saw Nathanael coming to him and said of him, Behold, an Israelite indeed, in whom is no guile. Nathanael said to him, How do you know me? Before Philip called you, when you were under the fig tree, I saw you. Rabbi, you are the Son of God. You are the King of Israel. Because I said to you, I saw you under the fig tree, do you believe? You shall see greater things than these, truly. Truly I say to you, you will see heaven opened and the angels of God ascending and descending upon the Son of Man. This selection from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible courtesy of Falcon Picture Group Daily and Sunday Mass readings are on the relevant radio app. As we approach the Epiphany, we begin to ponder a bit on the wise men, the Magi. What a leap of faith they surely took. Today's reading from In Conversation with God by Father Francisco Fernandez Carvajal is from Volume 1, Advent and Christmas Tide. 
Jesus was born at Bethlehem in Judea in the days of King Herod. And thereupon certain wise men came out of the east to Jerusalem. They had seen a star, and by a certain grace from God they knew that it heralded the birth of the Messiah whom the people of Israel were expecting. The occupation of these wise men, that of studying the stars, was the circumstance used by God to make them see his will. God called them by what was most familiar to them and showed them a great marvelous star so that it would attract their attention by its very greatness and beauty. How did they come to know exactly what it meant? We don't know. But they knew and set off. Undoubtedly, they received a very extraordinary inspiration from God who wanted them to be present in Bethlehem. As Isaiah had announced, Lift up thine eyes and look about thee. Sons of thine, daughters of thine, come from far away. They would be the first of those who would come later throughout all times from all parts, and they were faithful to this grace. They left behind their families, their comfort, their goods. It could not have been easy for them to explain the reason for their journey. Probably without talking about it too much, they took the best that they had to carry with them as an offering and set off on their way to adore God. The journey must have been very long and difficult, but they persevered on their way. These men, determined and with none of what we might call worldly respect, teach us what we have to do to reach Jesus. Leave aside everything that can lure us from the way or hold us up on our journey. Sometimes we can be held up in what refers to following Jesus closely, lovingly, by the fear of what people will say, the fear that our way of acting may be considered extreme in some way or another. You see that these men, who fill our homely Jesus with joy, give us a lesson in bravery. It is a lesson not to pay attention to human respect, which paralyzes many who could already be close to Christ, living with him. We too have seen the star in the depth of our heart, inviting us to be detached from the things that tie us down, and to overcome any human respect which prevents us from reaching Jesus. Look how gently the Lord invites us. His words have human warmth. They are the words of a person in love. I have called you by your name. You are mine. God, who is greatness and beauty and wisdom, declares that we are his, that we have been chosen as the object of his infinite love. We need a strong life of faith to appreciate the wonder his providence has entrusted to us. It will be a faith like that of the Magi a conviction that neither the desert nor the storms nor the quiet of the oases will keep us from reaching our destination, the eternal Bethlehem, our definitive life with God. Of all those who contemplated the star, only these wise men of the East discovered its deep meaning. Only they understood what for others was only an unusual spectacle in the sky. It is possible that others too received the same special grace from God, but did not correspond to it. What a great tragedy for them. With the church, let us ask God our Father, O oh God, who enlightened the wise men from the East and set them on the way to adore your Son, enlighten our faith and accept the offering of our prayers. In Conversation with God by Francis Fernandez is published by Scepter Publishers. You'll find it at your local Catholic bookstore. We continue praying now. We join the whole church once again. 
as we're led by our friends at DivineOffice.org in morning prayer. God, come to my assistance. Lord, make haste to help me. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit. As it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Alleluia. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. Lord, you will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. Have mercy on me, God, in your kindness. In your compassion, blot out my offense. O wash me more and more from my guilt, and cleanse me from my sin. My offenses, truly, I know them. My sin is always before me. Against you, you alone have I sinned. What is evil in your sight, I have done. That you may be justified when you give sentence, and be without reproach when you judge. O see, in guilt I was born. A sinner was I conceived. Indeed, you love truth in the heart, then in the secret of my heart teach me wisdom. O purify me, then I shall be clean. O wash me, I shall be whiter than snow. Make me hear rejoicing and gladness, that the bones you have crushed may revive. From my sins turn away your face, and blot out all my guilt. A pure heart create for me, 
O God, put a steadfast spirit within me. Do not cast me away from your presence, nor deprive me of your Holy Spirit. Give me again the joy of your help. With a spirit of fervor sustain me, that I may teach transgressors your ways, and sinners may return to you. O rescue me, God, my helper, and my tongue shall ring out your goodness. O Lord, open my lips, and my mouth shall declare your praise. For in sacrifice you take no delight. Burnt offering from me you would refuse. My sacrifice, a contrite spirit, a humbled, contrite heart, you will not spurn. In your goodness show favor to Zion, rebuild the walls of Jerusalem. Then you will be pleased with lawful sacrifice, holocaust offered on your altar. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as as it was was in the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will be forever. Amen. Lord, you will will accept the true sacrifice offered on your altar. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. All the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. Truly with you God is hidden, the God of Israel, the Savior. Those are put to shame and disgrace who vent their anger against him. Those go in disgrace who carve images. Israel, you are saved by the Lord, saved forever. You shall never be put to shame or disgrace in future ages. For thus says the Lord, the creator of the heavens, who is God, the designer and maker of the earth, who established it, not creating it to be a waste, but designing it to be lived in. I am the Lord, and there is no other. I have not spoken from hiding, nor from some dark place of the earth, and I have not said to the descendants of Jacob, look for me in an empty waste. I, The Lord promised justice. I foretell what is right. Come and assemble, gather together, you fugitives among the Gentiles. They are without knowledge who bear wooden idols and pray to gods that cannot save. Come here and declare in council together, who announced this from the beginning and foretold it from of old. Was it not I, the Lord? Besides whom there is no other God, there is no just and saving God but me. Turn to me and be safe, all you ends of the earth, for I am God, there is no other. By myself I swear, uttering my just decree and my unalterable word. To me every knee shall bend, by me every tongue shall swear, saying, Only in the Lord are just deeds and power. Before him in shame shall come all who vent their anger against him. In the Lord shall be the vindication and the glory of all the descendants of Israel. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was was in the the beginning, beginning, is is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Amen.
all the descendants of Israel will glory in the Lord's gift of victory. Let us go into God's presence singing for joy. Let us go into God's presence singing for joy. Cry out with joy to the Lord, all the earth. Serve the Lord with gladness. Come before Him singing for joy. Know that He, the Lord, is God. He made us. We belong to Him. We are His people, the sheep of His flock. Go within His gates giving thanks. Enter His courts with songs of praise. Give thanks to Him and bless His name. Indeed, how good is the Lord, eternal is merciful love. He is faithful from age to age. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit, as as it it was was in the beginning, beginning, is now, now, and and will will be be forever. forever. Amen. Let us us go into God's presence, singing for joy. A reading from the letter to the Hebrews. Remember your leaders who spoke the word of God to you. Consider how their lives ended and imitate their faith. Jesus Christ is the same yesterday, today, and forever. Do not be carried away by all kinds of strange teaching. The word of the Lord. Thanks be to God. On your walls, Jerusalem, I have set my watchmen to guard you. On your your walls, Jerusalem, I have set my watchmen to guard you. Day or night, they will not cease to proclaim the name of the Lord. I have have set set my watchmen to guard you. Glory to the Father and to the Son and to the Holy Spirit. On your your walls, Jerusalem, I have set my watchmen to guard you. What you say of me does not come from yourselves. It is the Spirit of my Father speaking in you. Blessed be the Lord, the God of Israel. He has come to his people and set them free. He has raised up for us a mighty Savior, born of the house of his servant David. Through his holy prophets he promised of old, that he would save us from our enemies, from the hands of all who hate us. He promised to show mercy to our fathers and to remember his holy covenant. This was the oath he swore to our father Abraham, to set us free from the hands of our enemies, free to worship him without fear, holy and righteous in his sight all the days of our life. You, my child, shall be called the prophet of the Most High, for you will go before the Lord to prepare his way, to give his people knowledge of salvation by the forgiveness of their sins. In the tender compassion of our God, the dawn from on high shall break upon us to shine on those who dwell in darkness and the shadow of death and to guide our feet into the way of peace. Glory to the Father, and to the Son, and to the Holy Spirit, as it was in the beginning, is now, and will be forever. Amen. Amen. 
what you say of me does not come from yourselves. It is the Spirit of my Father speaking in you. Christ is the Good Shepherd who laid down his life for his sheep. Let us praise and thank him as we pray. Nourish your people, Lord. Christ, you decided to show your merciful love through your holy shepherds. Let your mercy always reach us through them. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your vicars, you continue to perform the ministry of Shepherd of Souls. Direct us always through our leaders. Nourish your people, Lord. Through your holy ones, the leaders of your people, you served as physician of our bodies and our spirits. Continue to fulfill your ministry of life and holiness in us. Nourish your people, Lord. You taught your flock through the prudence and love of your saints. Grant us continual growth in holiness under the direction of our pastors. Nourish your people, Lord. With the longing for the coming of God's kingdom, let us offer our prayer to the Father. Our Father, who art in heaven, hallowed be thy name. Thy kingdom come, thy will be done, on earth as it is in heaven. Give us this day our daily bread, and forgive us our trespasses, as we forgive those who trespass against us. And lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. O God, who called Bishop St. John Newman, renowned for his charity and pastoral service, to shepherd your people in America, grant by his intercession that, as we foster the Christian education of youth and are strengthened by the witness of brotherly love, we may constantly increase the family of your church. Through our Lord Jesus Christ, your Son, who lives and reigns with you in the unity of the Holy Spirit, God, forever and ever. May the Lord bless us, protect us from all evil, and bring us to everlasting life. Amen. Amen. Hey, the weekend is coming up. Keep it holy. Morning air in just a few minutes with John and Glenn. Patrick Madrid a bit later this morning. I'm Paul Sadek. I'll see you tomorrow morning, 4 a.m. Central or on the Relevant Radio app. You go out and make this a great day and live in the light of the Lord. Audio from the Liturgy of the Hours, courtesy of DivineOffice.org. Readings from In Conversation with God, courtesy of Scepter Publishers. Selections from Truth and Life, the dramatized audio Bible, courtesy of Falcon Picture Group. Ten Minutes with Jesus is used with permission. Daybreak is available on RelevantRadio.com and on the Relevant Radio app. Daybreak is a production of Relevant Radio. Relevant Radio.